everyone. Welcome to episode 51 of the Weekly Yap, the Yes And podcast. My name is Travis Thomas, the host of the Weekly Yap, as well as the creator of Live Yes And. And so this week, we are just getting right into it. This week's guest is Rachel Feldman. I'll talk more about Rachel here in a minute, but we'll get into it quickly. Just a quick recap of what has been going on in the world of Live Yes And. Uh, I just got back from Arizona uh, a day or so ago where I was working with the Chicago Cubs Instructional League there uh, in Mesa, Arizona. So just had a lot of fun um, being around the organization there for a couple of days there uh, with such a a positive, high-energy growth mindset vibe going on there uh, in the facility and just had a wonderful time working with uh, the uh, instructional league coaches for uh, for two sessions as well as the young players for a session as well. And so I uh, want to say thank you to the Cubs and Josh Lifrak uh, for bringing me in. Really excited about that. Uh, also, while I was in town, I got a chance to go check out Infusionsoft, the company there in Chandler, Arizona. Hoping to possibly do something with them here in the near future, but an extremely uh, cool culture there. They had a a turf uh, athletic field in the middle of their uh, <laughs> space. Um, they had a cereal bar, a real God's honest truth cereal bar uh, in their facility and a dream room, a place where you go in, people write their dreams down on chalkboards, there's sleep pods, uh, it's such a cool place to be. Uh, so I had a wonderful trip in Arizona. Uh, I'm home for a few days before heading uh, off to Michigan uh, to my home home, uh, my childhood home next week to uh, speak at Diplomat Pharmacy, uh, to speak to the student body at Flint Powers High School, and then to do two breakout sessions for Gear Up to Lead, uh, that inspiring conference in Flint uh, next week. So a lot going on, a lot to be grateful for and excited about. And so, and one last thing, my audio book, Three Words for Getting Unstuck, Live Yes And, well my book, but it's available now as an audio book to download uh, on CD Baby. So if you go to cdbaby.com backslash cd backslash Travis Thomas, uh, you will find my audiobook that is available. Um, and just a quick little caveat, if you want it, uh, if you're trying to download it directly to your phone, what you want to do first is uh, download it to your computer, uh, pull the file into iTunes, and then you can upload it to your phone. Uh, just one little tricky step you have to do in there. But if you are trying to download it to your phone and it's not working, that would be why. So uh, yes. You can listen to this sweet, sultry voice for roughly three hours if you download that audiobook. Um, again, cdbaby.com backslash cd backslash Travis Thomas. So let's get into today's interview, which I'm really excited about. And uh, it's with Rachel Feldman. Rachel is a, uh, well, she's a business coach now helping entrepreneurs, uh, but she was a, uh, well, and she still is a health coach, um, uh, an integrative nutrition health coach. And before that, she was a wildly successful uh, commercial real estate agent uh, up in the East Coast. And uh, Rachel has a fantastic story. She actually is about an hour south of me. She's in Boca. And uh, we connected again through some of these amazing entrepreneurs that have been on the podcast. And uh, Rachel's story is an inspiring one, I guess. And there's a theme with a lot of these guests that I have on where everyone sort of hits that critical point where it's either uh, uh, go forward or retreat. And, uh, and Rachel has decided to go forward in a big, big way. Her website is rachelswellness.com. Uh, and uh, without, that's pretty much all I have to say. Let's go ahead and jump into the interview 
with Rachel Feldman. So I would like to welcome Rachel Feldman to this week's Weekly Yap. Rachel, how are we doing today? I am doing good, ready to yap it up. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. I don't think that's going to be a problem. And uh, Rachel, actually, we're we're, kind of neighbors right now, even though we're doing this via Skype. We're sort of neighbors. You're down in Boca. I'm up here in Jupiter. We're about 45 minutes apart. Well, Rachel, you've got such um, an interesting and powerful story. I want to jump right in. Um, And so as a a quick overview, obviously, I just gave you a nice introduction. Um, You're a business coach now. Um, that came out of health coaching, but before that, you were uh, had a successful professional career. Um, so, how in the heck has your, your 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 path brought you to where you are today? I'm sure you can give us the super long version, but but how did we get to where we are today? Yeah, and I will. I mean, there is definitely a super long version, and I don't think this is a 12 hour podcast. So <laughs> only um, 11 today. Only right. 11. <laughs> I will keep it. I will keep it to the, the shorter, but but aha moment, you know, um, explanation of what happened. So I am a person who has always needed to be in a career that was people based. I mean, I love working with people. I um, fell in love with real estate even as like a little kid. Not, of course, sitting there and analyzing, you know, buildings and and profit. I grew up in the city of Philadelphia and um, we had beautiful buildings and so I grew up in you know walking around and looking at these gorgeous buildings and just always found a love that to me was art Um, Hmm. and so when I was looking at careers I knew that I needed to be in a career also based on my personality that was like changing every day a little adrenaline rush (laughs) um and that I would also be working with people. And I knew I didn't want to do residential commercial, uh, mm-hmm. residential real estate. And so I got right into commercial real estate, fell in love with it, um, worked for a national company. And so getting into the office before the other 78 guys that I worked with <laughs> was essential. Yeah. Um, you know, I was two women out of, yeah, I think there were 81 guys in like a boiler room setting. And, um, you know, I knew that I had to step up my game always, not, not just because I was a woman, but it was like, I really needed to prove myself. Um, and so at the height of doing very, very well, and I, and I, I did very well fast in commercial real estate because I also didn't come at commercial real estate as most people. I would sit down with clients and I would say, look, not going to BS you. This is not a good deal for you. Or this, you know, your lawyer is trying to kill this deal over this reason. I mean, I always just talk to somebody as if I wanted to be talked to, how I wanted to be talked to. Sure. Um, and so pretty fast. And I think also the benefit is, yes, I was a woman in a male-dominated career. And so people felt that they weren't going to get screwed over by me and they weren't, it just wasn't my personality anyway. But, um, I had a lot of great, phenomenal clients very early on and I hit six, six figures pretty fast in my business. Um, and at the same time that that was happening, all of a sudden I started just not feeling great. Um, and I was always a healthy person. I, you know, even though I had like my, I had an ulcer when I was 14 and you know, that kind of stuff. Mm. 
back then that they say, oh, that's no problem here. Just take, I think it was the beginning of Prilosec. So they gave me that. And, but I was always healthy. So I'm competitively my whole life, yada, yada, went to the gym. Um, I remember just around 25 being like, something is really off. You know, I had this pale color. I, um, just, I knew I just didn't feel right. And I remember turning to my mom and saying like, I, I really feel like I'm dying. Like, I don't know how else to explain this to you. And she just looked at me like I was, it was like the, the look of concern and also the look of like, has my daughter gone crazy? Like what is, you know, (laughs) what child says this to, you know, their parents, um, Long story short, as I went to a bunch of different doctors, specialists, you know, um, different hospitals for different tests, and there wasn't anything conclusive. It was like, well, you know, maybe, you know, maybe it's your gastrointestinal, maybe it's this. Um, and one of one of the people that I worked with was like, look, I know, you know, I know this chiropractor um, who deals with a lot of people who have these, you know, inconclusive tests and. So I went off and did all these tests and it came up that I had like a myriad of stuff going on. And this was before anyone talked about like mercury and he was just like, you have the highest levels of mercury I've ever seen in my practice. Hmm. And at the time I would go, wake up, go to the gym around 4.30, open up a can of tuna, shove it in my mouth, you know, grab a can of tuna, like, you know, the typical just on the go kind of eating. And, um, with that had turned into some other health issues, you know, once you have mercury poisoning, it's like liver then's toxic. And, um, there was just a whole bunch of stuff. So, um, he said to me, and this was a very important part of the big story. And and then I'll shorten it even more is that he turned to me and said, well, look, you know, we came up with all these tests. You can take this one X protocol. And I turned him and said, look, I just paid you like $8,000 in tests. I don't have money for whatever this protocol. Isn't there a book that you can kind of show me that right. would help me to learn really what's happening? And um, aren't there supplements I can buy that don't cost this much? And he was like, nope, that's it. So I remember getting back in my car, driving back into Philly, and I went into Whole Foods, which was then Fresh Fields, and I just said to them, I need books. This is what's going on with me. Give me as many books as you have. And back then, the internet wasn't what it is now. Right, you know, right. 16 years ago, you were like on dial up. And, you know, it was just, <laughs> I guess, I mean, you could still like research stuff, but it was a little, it, you know, wasn't, it wasn't the information highway that it is now. Sure. So I sat there and I went home and I read those books like four times over. Um, went into vitamin shop, went into fresh fields, found the local health food store and started really my own journey of discovery and realized that that guy saying to me, you have to do this, which was not the first person who did that. I went to many other different people along the way who were phenomenal, but there was always do this, take this. Um, and I always thought, wow, I feel so disempowered. So I found a acupuncturist who was phenomenal And she just said to me, you know, you know so much about this because of your own journey and you share so much about how you felt so disempowered by somebody telling you, nope, (laughs) don't research anything or don't go here or this is the only way. And I never felt that there was this only one way. There Mm. were great homeopaths, there were great 
acupuncturist, you know, it takes sometimes a village of different perspectives. And so she said to me, you know, you should really think about going into this as a profession. And it just wasn't the right time in my life at that time. But what I did is I made a phone call to a school that really believed that there wasn't this one magic bullet. Right. Um, and said, okay, can't go into this profession just yet. <clears throat> Still have to cultivate, you know, my current business. And um, I had my first child. I had my second child. And um, I knew at that time, especially, you know, after having those health issues, which turned into an autoimmune and then gained bitten by a Lyme tick when I was pregnant with my second. And my kids, although very healthy, inherited, you know, um, heavy metals and just, you know, stuff that if mommy has that, babies have that. Um, and I said, you know, I, I turned to my, I said, I remember turning to my husband and saying, it's just time I have to do this. And it was the first time that I wasn't working um, and said, I'm going to go and dedicate, you know, time to going to school and learning about something that I'm really passionate about. And um, the end of that story is that four months before I graduated and thought, this is going to be great. I know everyone in Philly. I've grown up. I know tons of places I can do workshops. Um, my husband turned to me and said, okay, honey good news or bad news? Which one do you want first? And I was like, and I'll never forget standing in like the bottom floor of, of our home at this like gorgeous office. And I just sat there and I was like, okay, good news. Why don't you give me a good news first? He's like, good news. We own our house, you know, and we, um, my husband financially did very well and I always did financially, but he did really, really well. Um, and so we had, you know, bought, uh, bought our home and paid it off. And he was like, good news is we own our home. Bad news is my company has, we've lost everything. And I said, what do you mean? And what do you mean everything? And I'm thinking, you know, here we have two children under the age of like three and a half. Um, I said, what do you mean everything? And he said, well, we've lost all our investments. We've lost everything. My company, you know, is pretty much null and void. It crashed, you know, crashed and burned with the stock market pretty much. And, um, but we own our home. <laughs> and, um, so we decided to make, you know, a, a also, you know, just a lifestyle change and move. We've always thrived when we would go to the beach and live like a, you know, Long Beach Island for the summer. And we would come to Florida and we decided, okay, well, if we do have to move and sell our home, where are we going to move? Do we stay in Philly or do we move? And so that was one decision. But the biggest decision was I knew, okay, his business is not coming back right away. It just wasn't the nature of how he built his businesses. Right. Um, so it was on me. And was I going to go back to commercial real estate? I could easily go back to the national company, get back in the grind. Like that was no problem for me. Or do I follow my passion? And it wasn't just a passion. I felt like it was a, a duty that I had because I could list you the health issues that I've had. It's almost mind-boggling. Um, and I always sat there and was like, this has happened to me for a reason. Like, I've gone through all these different health issues for a reason, and I have to do this. And I remember saying to my husband, 
I'm going to pursue this health coaching business. I'm going to support us. And he was like, you're wait, you're going to do what? <laughs> and I said, I'm I'm telling you, I'm going to do this. I know I need to do this. I don't know why. I don't know why this is, you know, this is what I have to do. And I can always fall back on real estate. And it was at that moment that it was, you know, such a, such an important decision because we all have fear in starting things. Like it could have been easy for me to go back to real estate and, um, and I knew I was going to be successful. That, so that wasn't a doubt, but to like dive into this unknown and follow something where you know you're being called to is can be a very scary thing, especially when you tell your husband, I'm going to support us financially. Right. So that is what brought me to where I am now. Um, and the good news is by year three, um, when pretty much I would say had run out of like all savings and everything, um, I was supporting us and that just continued, um, and still continues today. So I turned him at one point, he started another business and, um, it just wasn't a good fit. We had lost some money and I said, you know what, not, and he is a brilliant businessman, but I said to him, I need you to do one thing for me. I said, I need you to help me raise our kids and let me do what I'm really, really good at because I am supporting us in a very healthy way, but I need you to help me bring up our children so they have both of us or so they have one, one of us all the time if I need to be working at different times. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously he was all in on that. He was all in. He was just like, you know what, you're like, whatever you need me to do. I mean, you know, of course it takes, you know, I think in any relationship it takes, um, you know, kind of finding like, oh, well, okay, what's this new role? Um, but we have an awesome partnership in that way. I mean, um, you know, if, if I have to do a webinar, if I have to go and teach, or if I'm going to, you know, somewhere it's like, I know, um, my kids have what, what I've always wanted, which was to have both of us, you know, parenting them. Um, and for one of us to definitely be doing homework if the, if I'm in the office. Right. So, Rachel, do me a favor. A, a number of things stick out to me as you tell the story, but I want to go back to Philadelphia, where your husband makes the announcement. Uh, one thing that strikes me is that uh, it, it seems, or at least the way you tell the story, it seems that that really kind of despite how um, devastating that 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 had to be, sort of really for him, first of all, you know, to to kind of to to learn that the business had crashed. Um, it seems like he actually still showed up to the conversation with you with a pretty level perspective about it. Was that, was that true in that moment? Yeah. And you know, I, it's also who he is. Like he, um, he always says like, and, and I, sometimes I've wanted to kill him for saying things like this. And he would laugh if he heard me say that because he knows that that is the truth. He'll be like, you know, it's all good. Like we have each other. He really is that like, you know, the glass is always half full, yeah. um, positive. It's, you know, it's just who he is. And I would be like, we have each other. Like, honey, we are going to be homeless. And he's like, yeah, but even if we had to move to, you know, a two bedroom, small apartment, like we'd be good. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, 
I'm sh- there are a lot of men, you know, people have been said to me, like there are a lot of men that would, you know, be like, Oh, a deflated ego, you know, here's my wife, um, you know, supporting us or here is this business that I built so successfully and it's gone. Um, but he wasn't like that. And he's never been like that. He just was like, we'll figure it out. Like, I don't, I'm not sure. He even was like, I'm not sure the plan either, but we'll figure it out. And, um, so yeah, I would say level-headed was definitely, especially with me, who is kind of not, I'm not saying I'm not the opposite, but I would say we definitely are a great balance yeah. because he's that way. Well, you're clearly not the opposite because your, your response then to the situation was, was as equally powerful, if not more powerful. I mean, both of you have this amazing knack of, of sort of living yes and to the moment. So, so take us then to to that decision for you in your heart, sort of in your soul, that that sense of um, commitment that, yes, we can make this work and, and I'm going to commit to this new venture. Because I think a lot of people probably listening to this, Rachel, can really relate to that sense of that sense of desperation or that sense of, okay, yeah, a lot of us have been in that position where uh, it feels very dire. And I think how people respond in that moment is is really interesting. And so, so for you, when you had that sense of, you know, not only um, are you going to take on this new profession in addition to your, your husband having a successful career, now it's you're starting a new profession for the whole family with no yeah. with no guarantee and a great career that you've been successful in that you're saying no I'm I'm, I'm no I'm, I'm not doing it that way I'm doing it this way for you if you can think back to sort of your your frame of mind at that time what was it that you felt like what what was it that you that gave you the courage to be able to do that I mean I you know <laughs> one is that I would definitely say um I am a go getter just by nature. I mean, and I do feel like when I when I can visualize something and I see it, it's it's easy for me to go after it. So even when I tell people, you know, you can't just sit there and be like, I'm going to manifest this. Like for me, I have to get really clear on seeing myself doing something to be able to say, okay, I'm going to go materialize it. The tough part about it, and I'm sure for any listeners, like, well, how do you just start a business is that, you know, when I even was in commercial real estate, the internet was not, I mean, you didn't, you didn't need a website. You didn't, the internet was not what it is today. And so coming into that new business, um, I mean, I felt like I had zest because I was also successful, but I also, I also believed that that I really was going to be a great health coach. So I think belief in myself was an important thing. I knew that, um, you know, my husband was behind me. If I would have known going into that, going into profession, going into a new business was, and I, the word isn't difficult. I think it's that there was going to be that initial business building technology stuff that I did not know. And I did not. And at that time, virtual assistants weren't really around. Um, I didn't know there was going to be this huge learning curve for what needed, for what I needed to start a business. But what I also share always is I started a business with zero money in my pocket. I didn't spend money 
I learned every free tool. And so if somebody's listening and saying, well, how can I make this happen? I did the opposite of what I saw everyone else doing. I saw everyone else spending all this money on these crazy, beautiful, but crazy, you know, huge websites, getting copywriting from people. And then they were all saying, oh, you know, this just doesn't fit me anymore because they weren't clear on their business to begin with. So I did everything completely backwards. I said, you know what, I'm going to find every free tool I can use. Um, Ironically, speaking in public for me was one of my biggest fears. And so I started shooting YouTube videos because I had to get over fear of public speaking. Because I knew that if I was going to create a business from my home in a place where I knew nobody with two little kids, how was I going to, you know, I didn't, the word visibility wasn't even talked back then. I was just like, how am I going to get known? How am I going to get clients? And so I started creating these YouTube videos, not even knowing that YouTube was so beautifully connected to Google. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, back then starting that business, um, you know, I, I think that one, it takes perseverance. So for anyone listening, that's like, oh, I want to start a business or I'm scared. But two, I believe everything comes down to mindset. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be good at your skill. Like don't start a business if you're not good at your skill or if that, or if you're not willing to be committed to get good, to get better at that skill, um, But that decision was a decision that I just was like, I'm not going to give up on it. I think that's the other part. Um, I don't, uh, did that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, and I think it it, it moves uh, beautifully into the fact that you mentioned, I think it all comes down to mindset. So for you and and for the listeners, where where is where does the foundation of your mindset come from and, and open up sort of your own mindset, what you mean with that? Yeah, and I think that's a great question because I I know that that is a different definition for every person. So for me, mindset, because I am that person that can get the glass half empty really fast, um, I've always had to work. And even I, I go back to my real estate days, and I'm so thankful that we every week had a full, you know, meeting with our manager, our part of working there, we had to commit to doing daily self-work. That's what they just called it. Like whatever, working on yourself daily. Yeah. Um, and so I picked Tony Robbins. So I picked to work, you know, to listen to Tony Robbins CDs every day in real estate. So at the beginning of my career, I just sat there every day, listened 45 minutes, did the homework and did that every day of my whole entire state, whole entire real estate career. So when I think about mindset for me, it's a training. It's like you wouldn't go into the gym and just be like, I'm going to drop and do 50 pushups. You literally have to train. I mean, somebody might be able to, but most people have to train to get up to doing 20 at one, you know, at one time, I believe it's the same with mindset. So for me, mindset is, it's not that stuff doesn't happen. It's not that there isn't like ups and downs in life. And especially when you're a business owner and especially a solo entrepreneur. So that mindset piece had to be for me to really do those mental pushups in the morning. Um, because especially it's easy to compare yourself to other people. It's easy to think, well, somebody else is doing it, so I shouldn't do it. Or I'm not, 
you know, I'm not totally fixed yet. So how can I help someone else? Um, all of those, you know, all those negative Nelly kind of chatter that, you know, we all have just maybe different stories. So mindset for me had to be, okay, I'm going to be the best at what I do. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of similar to an athlete. And I Mm -hmm. think this also ties into the fact that part of what I do, even in the morning, I even listen to other athletes talk about like their drive, their commitment. And so I always have to know, you know, even if something happens, even if I fail at something, like fail forward, I say that to myself all the time, like failure is part of my success. Like I only will hone in and get better at what I'm doing by seeing something that maybe wasn't working so great. And so it's that daily reprieve. You can't just go out and be like, I'm going to crush it in my business. I'm going to go to every, you know, event out there and listen to speakers. That's, that's great. That's wonderful. But the daily reprieve is what's so important to me. So it has to be like, I'm doing that daily small action every day, putting myself around really good people. Um, but for me, I listened to about 45 minutes of different, different videos or different speakers in the morning. Um, you know, to get into that game of, I can do this. I can, you know, I can believe in myself and it may sound so like small because that's really what you tell a child, but you know, believe in yourself, you can do it. Um, but I believe that's where dreams go to the graveyard. That's where dreams, that's where they get crushed is that, you know, that lack of belief in self, somebody along the way either didn't believe in you. Um, and so that mindset piece is the biggest part of being a business owner for me. Yeah. So you, you mentioned Tony Robbins kind of being one of your, your early go-tos as yeah. far as, which is uh, <laughs> fantastic. You don't get much bigger than, than Tony. Um, and then it sounds like you have a, a daily discipline and a daily routine for, for kind of starting your day with that sort of inspiration, uh, especially for listeners. Are, are there any, you know, is there a particular site or what are some resources that are, that are part of your rotation? Um, so I love going on YouTube. Um, there are like compilation, different, um, videos of one is actually called, um, unbroken. I mean, there's, and they're all, you'll hear like Eric Thomas, you'll hear Les Brown, you'll hear Tony Mm -hmm. Robbins and they Mm -hmm. kind of pull from like the best of the best motivational speakers. Um, I do listen to a lot of Les Tom, um, uh, Les Brown a lot. I listen to a lot of Eric Thomas, although he screams a lot. <laughs> yes, E.T. But, likes to scream. <laughs> but I really believe in his message, which is that, you know, don't be defined, defined by your circumstances. Everyone has, see, I believe, and maybe, you know, this is just my humble opinion, that we all have some story. Some stories, you know, say if it's a one to 10, so maybe 10 being the worst. So you could be at a 10 or you could be at, the, at one, but the feeling is still the feeling. So it just depends on where your story is in 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 your head and, and how much it's dictating your life. Um, and so for me, you know, whether it's that or Pema Chodron, you know, when things fall apart, that's a great book. Or yeah. whether you love Gabby Bernstein or whether you're really attracted to Marion Williamson or Louise Hay. Um, you know, Gary Vanichuk, I listen to every mm-hmm. morning as well. Um, 
I I follow anybody that is what I call like a truth talker. They are out there saying, you know what, look, I didn't have it all figured out, which is why I'm like, you know, this is my work. Or Gary Vaynerchuk who's real clear, like, hey, you have to do the work. You can't just be like, hey, I started a business. It's only been three months and I'm going to quit. Well, that's not business, you know. You have to... You have to put in work and you have to persevere. And I think that's where people fantasize about what it is to be an entrepreneur. Sure. Um, So that's why it's really important for me to, you know, listen to those different. And again, YouTube is just such an easy way for me to access it because it's on my phone. Um, I can watch, you know, a small, I can watch something for seven minutes, eight minutes and get inspired and kind of just shift through it. Right. Um, to where I need to be. I love that. I love that. Now, I want to talk a little bit about your health coaching because um, uh, what you because I know that you all, you were in Philly and you guys moved to Florida and mm-hmm. and then you, 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 you struggled more with your health again. And I know you mentioned sort of uh, on your website, you kind of got to the point where you made the decision that you were no longer going to be a victim to this. So mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Wow. That's, that could be a whole nother conversation. I mean, (laughs) you know, I believe that yes, we genes, I always say this genes load the gun environment pulls the trigger. So some of us, you know, have certain genes and that's the physical part or the physical part, you know, similar to me is, you know, maybe you got an ulcer when you were 14 because there was, you know, a history of digestive issues already. And, and then it kind of, turned into other issues and then autoimmune. Um, but what I see these days for myself is that, you know, I don't have to be defined by that. And when I say victim is that, you know, we can sit there and say like, Oh, poor me, I've got this health issue. Um, the physical part isn't, isn't just the health issue. And again, this is just my humble opinion. I believe that our health issues are also so, determined or exacerbated or, um, you know, by also our, you know, who we think we are and, and how we are emotionally. And so when I look at my own health issues, you know, when we moved to Florida, um, my health issues were, you know, kind of came back with this full force because we moved. I was sad. I was also stressed. I didn't know. I mean, so I was also angry, like, Oh, how could this have happened to us or business? And now it's all on me and this resentment. And so, um, you know, health issues, when I look at them, aren't just a health issue. It's what also came to also what came to the party with that health issue, yeah. And why is it exacerbated? And it's not always bad things. Like it could be that you know you get the best job, and you know so you're really excited, but you know it's like too much excitement or too much sadness, or you know they both can exacerbate health issues. I've seen so many people are like, I don't get it. I got married, and I've got all these health issues now, and it's like, well went through a really happy but also a stressful time about to get married. So for me, it was sitting there and saying, I'm not going to be defined by this. Um, I'm really going to take, you know, my health into my own hands, which was a huge reason I wanted to be a health coach is to be able to say to somebody, I'm going to teach you and empower you 
so that you can fire me. Like that's the whole goal. So that you're not, you know, locked into working with me for six months. Like my goal is to teach you so that you become empowered. Um, and it's the same thing I do with my children. You know, I will say to them, this is your choice. Like, you know, you are in charge of your life. What choice are you going to make? Um, and so for me with the health stuff, it was, you know, doing that emotional work and doing the work that I needed to, um, yeah, not just take control of the physical aspects of, of what was affecting me, but also take charge of what emotionally was contributing to some of, you know, to some of my health issues. And I'm not saying that you know, I'm always very clear with this. I'm not saying I can om shanti away health issues, or I'm not saying that anybody listening to this should discredit their health issues because they can be really tough to live with, you know, at times. Um, but I also think that with every health issue, we have to look at both sides, you know, um, and not just think that there's this magic bullet out there. Right. Say that phrase again. I love that phrase. You said genes load the gun. Yes. Genes <laughs> load the gun, environment pulls the trigger. So it just depends, you know, and I, and I always, I, when, when I teach or, um, or when I teach other coaches or when I work with clients, I would always say, you know, you're born with a certain amount of trash, so to speak, in your trash can, some more than others, because we are, some of us are predisposed to not methylate as well or not detoxify as well or not regenerate as well, or we don't make as much serotonin or dopamine or, um, you know, we can have certain predispositions, but then environmental wise, if you're, you know, living in, let's say, yeah, Pittsburgh or Philly or Jersey, some of, you know, what we call like the environmentally dirty, um, states, Um, you know, it's what environment is loading that gun or, you know, were you fed certain foods that maybe you weren't tolerant to, or, you know, or were you, um, you know, consuming things that were leading to more toxicity in the body and toxicity. When I say toxicity, doesn't just mean that you're like eating a bunch of junk. I mean, look around, we have, you know, pollution, we have so much environmental toxins that don't even have to do with food. Um, and so, yes, my trash can spilled over at a pretty early age, even though, and this is the story that I hear from everyone. I looked healthy to everyone else. I swam competitively. I never stopped going to the gym, even when I did feel sick. And that is the case, I think, for the most of the world is that something's off. (laughs) We don't know what it is. Um, and so that's why my path took me to figuring out, okay, you know, if I really work on restoring my digestive health, if I work on my emotional state, always my mindset, um, you know, I will be in the best shape that I possibly can for, for my gene disposition. (laughs) Right. And, 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 and part of that environment that you talk about as well, like, as you said, is that is the mental and emotional environment that, that you are physically in. Mm-hmm. So, so talk about uh, Rachel uh, integrative nutrition. I actually have uh, have great friends that uh, are into integrative nutrition, and so I know that world a little bit. But I think for a lot of people still in our in our Western society, this this concept of integrative nutrition is still sort of a foreign idea. So, uh, if you could talk talk to that just a little bit, I think that'd be great. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I did. Um, I did graduate from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, and I did further my education after that to I think it's like four detox schools, um, just to learn more about detoxification and regeneration. Because I, you know, for me, I saw here. I thought that I was in such a healthy state when I was pregnant, birth babies that had more toxins than I could have even imagined. So it was. It was. You know, the schooling also was for me to learn, even for myself, for my family. Um, but to answer your question about integrative, you know, whether you want to say it's medicine or, or nutrition, and I'm not a registered dietitian, I'm not a doctor, clearly, but um, I, I hope, and this is how I look at integrative nutrition, is that you're not just looking at, like, the food on the plate. Um, the food on the plate is one piece of a huge puzzle. I mean, yes. If you're eating junky food, most often we feel junky, we think junky, we, we don't have, you know, product, we, we don't have success, we don't have, you know, productivity in our day. But I will tell you, I have, I've seen people have eaten McDonald's or processed foods every day of their life, but they're really happy and they don't have one health issue. I've seen people have eaten meticulous, so black and white, and they're either unhappy in their marriage or just personal relationships or maybe work, but one other piece of the puzzle, you know, or maybe they're, something is something is out of balance in their life or resentment is being held on and they are so unhealthy. Yeah, They have uh, so many health issues. So when I look at what is integrative <laughs> nutrition or integrative health, it's the combination of all. It's your lifestyle. It's your mindset. It's your thoughts. It's, it's also taking into account, yes, genetics, you know, what has, what diseases also have been in your family, you know, emotionally and physically that have just, you know, been passed down or, or even, you know, clouded our own airways of, of just, wow, here's all this sickness. Um, but I also look at it in, in my opinion that Integrative nutrition or integrative health is also when you're not thinking there's one magic bullet, that there's not this one way of eating because we really are also mm -hmm. different. I mean, mm -hmm. for example, you and I live in Florida. I eat and I'm sure you eat very different than if we were to live up north. Sure. Because it's hot down here and so intuitively by nature we crave cooler foods to try to cool ourselves off. We eat in a different way because also, the foods that are in Florida, you know, um, that we see in the supermarkets are a little different. So right, right. for me, it's about eating in a more intuitive way and not and, and ditching this, eat this, eat that, ditching this, um, like what we're kind of fed to believe because each one of us is different. So that's when I look at integrative health. That's the one aspect. The second that I hope for is that everyone works together. You know, it's that you have amazing doctors and amazing specialists and homeopaths and chiropractors and acupuncturists, um, you know, registered nutritionists, dietitians, you know, health coaches, that everyone's working together instead of feeling like we're also separate. Mm. Because yeah. most people do need more support. There's, you know, when I was health coaching a lot, there's only so far I can take somebody, I would say to them, you know what, I'm, if they weren't locally, I'm going to, you know, go into my resources, find, you know, a great acupuncturist, or I think this person would really help, or this isn't my specialty. Go, why don't you go see this person? 
that to me is really when you're talking about integrative. It's it's when you have the person in mind that you're working, you know, with. Um, at you know, it when you're when you're thinking about them in the highest regard, and so you're saying, you know, I can't just do it all myself. That's the whole point of integrative. Yeah. Well, and, I, and I just love that idea that you talked about. There's not a, a one-size-fits-all uh, uh, <laughs> recipe to it, uh, but at the same time, everything is connected. Like you know, everything from you know, look at the to the physical, to the emotional, to um, to like you talked about earlier. What stories are we carrying around? Right? We all have a story when it comes to uh, nutrition. We all have a story when it comes to our health. We have a story that it, when it comes to our uh, our heredity <clears throat> and. And the beliefs that, that that we you know we we carry around with us as well. For you, uh, in your years of of being in integrative nutrition, uh, is there is there one particular area that that sort of most people overlook when when they think about sort of just the um, the impact on on their health? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think there are, I think there are a few. Um... You know, but I would say the biggie, and I'm so grateful to to like mainstream, um, like Alejandro Younger. You know, I'm so happy that like Gwyneth Paltrow kind of stood behind him because she brought him mainstream. Mm-hmm. And I say him as an example because you know, except for Donna Gates having the Body Ecology Diet, which was one of the first books that I was given about 15 years ago. Um, no, maybe, no, I'm sorry. I think I was 29 when I was given that book, um, by an acupuncturist. She was talking about digestive health. You know, Weston Price was talking about digestive health for a long time. And Louise Gittleman was talking about digestive wealth, um, digestive health, um, also your wealth, but everyone kind of was like, Oh, this is a little weird. Like, you know, how can, how can my health be so tied into the, quality of my inner ecosystem and the work that's really out now and that is so mainstream is that if you're not if you don't have a good balance of good bacteria in your gut if you're not taking a probiotic or supporting your body your immune system will you know will suffer um and i think that that is when i tell people like hey really look at your digestive system. It doesn't mean that you need to be somebody like me that got ulcerative colitis or that you think, well, I never had a digestive issue, but you know, Hippocrates said it best, all disease begins in the gut. And so if you can sit there and say, okay, am I taking a good quality probiotic? And if you don't know what they are, even ask a great person just at Whole Foods or go and Google it. Um, I think that is the most overlooked area that, that so there is so much toxicity and pollution. If you look at now, who had, you know, who had celiac at age six, 20 years ago? I mean, it wasn't even, I don't even think it existed or the, the allergies and the histamine reactions and the thyroid issues. And, you know, and again, just my humble opinion, um, but there are so many health issues that are happening at such an early age now that if you do think, okay, well, genes load the gun environment pulls the trigger, how then can we best be in, in a protective you know, zone? And I would say that is probably the most overlooked by people. Um, 
because it's so easy to inoculate yourself with good thriving bacteria to really um, boost your immune system. Yeah. And I know listeners who are listening, I'm sure, would have a ton of follow-up questions, which is fine because <laughs> because we're going to allow them to get in contact with you directly. Um, and also, I want to make sure before we end here, Rachel, that you get a chance to talk about how you've you've transitioned um, into business coaching as well. And so, uh, what is it from the the business coaching perspective that uh, uh, that you're sort of really inspired by right now and wanting to help people? Oh, um, to be you know. It's interesting, Travis, because that happened organically, just like most things have happened in my life, um, which I think is a great thing because when you try to push something that's not meant to happen, it just doesn't happen or it's a painful process. So I got into business coaching because when I really struggled in year one and year two of my business, um, you know, I did by year two, I, I doubled my income, but that was, that was pretty much paying for Montessori school and two cars. Um, is that I, I realized, you know, people really need a system. People need a plan. And that was when I created a, a program that really was my system, which what I, I was using in my business. And I implemented that into my business. And all of a sudden, that authority got built. My business took off. And coaches start saying, how are you making money? I'm not making anything. Yeah. Um, and... Somebody said, you know, can I buy this? Can I buy your program that you literally sell? And I was like, well, that's a really great idea. I mean, I nobody was doing done-free programs at that time. And um, so that was the beginning. I just was creating programs and selling them. And then I realized that um, coaches were really struggling in the areas that I did. You know, they are working nine to five or they're, or they're moms or they didn't know how to start a business from scratch, MailChimp and Dropbox and, you know, um, the, the marketing piece. And I realized, you know, I went through that struggle for a reason and let me go and save some struggle for some coaches and share with them what I call kind of the backwards way of building a business, mm-hmm. um, which was to really, and you know, some people talk about this, but to really focus on your story. I mean, I think that was the blessing of not having a great site and not having, you know, a copywriter or, and I'm not saying not to do these things. Those are all really important, but it, it afforded me the opportunity to really hone in on my story. And my story was why people hired me. Right. And, um, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, health coaches, wellness professionals, anybody, we forget that that's why people hire us. So that's really what I teach. You know, when I coach now, it's, it's, I say to somebody, okay, we have to get to the basics. You have to know who you're serving and why you have to know your story, because if you don't know your story, you're not going to attract that ideal client because that ideal client is you looking at yourself in the mirror at different stages in your life. Mm. Um, and so my, so business coaching for me is about, yes, teaching somebody how to launch, but it's really, what is that message? What is your why? When you asked me that, you said, you know, why was that so important to me? Because your why is going to be the thing you fall back on when you say, Oh, that's it. I've got to quit or I can't do this anymore. Um, my why was that I never wanted somebody to feel that feeling when I felt when that guy was just like, here, you can only do this. I felt 
I really felt hopeless. I mean, I sat in my bathroom crying, thinking, you know, am I, am I, and I went, you know, and we could get into the long story of my health, but I knew what was my why. And then as far as coaching, my why was that I didn't want a health coach to be sitting there crying, doing MailChimp for, trying to figure out MailChimp for 15 hours. Yeah. yeah. Um, (laughs) And so, you know, that's really what I do today. You know, I, I teach other people a system that really worked for me, hmm. you know, and that brought me sustainable business. And I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, anyone can come out and be a one hit wonder, right? but to be sustainable, to grow through trends, to grow through changing times, to grow through, um, the internet being different or Facebook or, or anything you want to say that to me is, you know, success. And, um, and so that's what I, that's what I teach. That's great. Now, uh, now, Rachel, before we before we wrap things up here pretty quickly, um, what are the best ways for people to get a hold of you online, social media? I think I'm everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the easiest is to go to my site, which is Rachel's Wellness. That's R-A-C-H-E-L-S, wellness.com. Um, and then there you can also see the dumb free programs, which are copyright free programs that I create. And then you can go and literally buy it, brand it and launch it in your business. And that is www.healthcoachbiz.rachelswellness.com. I'm also on Facebook at Rachel's Wellness. I am on Instagram at uh, Rachel's Wellness. I'm on Twitter at Rachel Nutrition. I'm even on Periscope. Um, but yeah, I mean, the easiest is if you have a question, you can find me even on Facebook. Send me a message. Um, I'm I'm really here to like be of service and, and not to sound hokey. But if somebody has a question, I even answer a lot of my emails. It's an important part of how I do business. So um, those are the places to find me. Excellent. Now, Rachel, are you ready to are you ready to live yes and? Are you ready to improvise? Of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you a word, first idea, phrase, anything that pops in your head. There's no wrong answer. You ready? What? Yes. All right. <laughs> Here's the first one, health. Freedom. All right. Success. Massive. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Abundant mindset right there. All right, Florida. Um clean. Okay. Determination. Now. Happiness. Existence. And the last one, fear. Gone. I like that. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) I had to really sit there and say, do not hesitate. But I'll tell you the Florida one real quick because I do feel like Everything here is just, it's sunny, it's clean, it's happy. Yeah. And um, I feel like we live a pretty epic life. People are around sun. We're agree- pretty happy. <laughs> I, I, I agree. You know, I grew up in Michigan. Uh, yeah. we, we, my wife and I lived in Boston for five years before coming down here. And I tell people it's really hard to stay in a bad mood I know. when it's 80, <laughs> there's palm trees, and there's a beach. Like, no matter yeah. how bad your day is, you can't. You can't stay too down. Yeah. You really no. can't. Yeah. Yeah. No, no slush. No slush. Yeah. 
<laughs> Rachel, thank you so much for your time. This has been this has been fantastic, and I know um, the listeners out there, uh, uh, you know how to get in touch with Rachel now uh, from a health perspective, from a business perspective. And Rachel, I'm looking forward to uh, to meeting you and your husband in person because uh, you guys are truly some living yes anders. And so I look forward to uh, to uh, working with you guys again. It's been a true pleasure. Thank you for having me, and and thanks for allowing me to to talk to your tribe and your community.